0: You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 234. In this episode, I'm talking to Agneska Gakowska on how she took her crafting business online. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews, to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, uplevel your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Agnieszka Garkowska, who is an interior designer who likes to craft, or more specifically, crochet. Agnieszka launched her first crochet online course in 2017 and now leads other craftsmen in the community named Oplotki that connects both handmade lovers and entrepreneurs willing to change their crafting hobby into a regular business. Do you want to build your dream business? I have created a brand new eight-part video series for you where you get instant access to all videos. Go to Sigma.com forward slash 234 to sign up for the video series and there you also find links to Agneska and her programs. I am super excited to be here with Agneska Kakovska. the fourth time on The Secret Show. You must be the winner. Uh, nobody has been so often on the show, but this time, You are not here to do on-air coaching. No, I asked you to come on the show because you have taken your crafting business online and that is a wonderful success story. So thank you for coming back on the show, Agneska. Thank you so
1: much for having me. And I think it's been such a journey since I've listened to all three episodes and I see all the journey. Now it's like an adventure being here.
0: (laughs) Yes, now you are my guest speakers because I asked you, to come on the show to share your story. There are too many people who think you need to be a business coach in order to build an online business. And I am on a mission to dispel that myth. And I've actually been interviewing several other people on the show in the recent days that also are not a business coach and have a successful online business. But your business is a little bit different. And that's why I was so curious to find out more and share this with my audience. So, give us a little bit of a background. What were you doing before you started your online business journey? What is your background, education? And, and then we can go into talking about your passion that you took online.
1: Of course. Well, my whole adult life, professional life, I had dreamt about being an architect and I became one. And I worked as an architect slash interior designer my whole life. But then suddenly, happily ever after, I became a mom and suddenly realized that it's impossible to be uh, the architect I wanted to be like a 100% top architect and be a mom at the same time. And I made a choice. I selected only a tiny part of the things I knew I could do and provide my clients with and I started working upon it. Uh, being a mom led me to coming back all to all the things I loved when I was young that led me to architecture, and all the craftsmen, all the painting, all the sculpting, all crocheting, knitting, and all the stuff. And that was the moment I realized that I really want to join the passion into my life and become a role model for my kids. But that was not enough to build a business. I got stuck in a place where I know what I want to do, But suddenly, clients don't line up to join the forces to keep me going and pay my bills. And that was the moment we actually met. And that was the moment when I took that business online and suddenly magic happened.
0: (laughs) Wow. So basically, your reason is that you uh, wanted to be a home for your kids and your profession well, I, I know it also. There is one of the reasons, you know, I also have an architecture background. And the reason I want to study architecture was also I saw myself as one of those top architects, these famous architects. So I can totally see that, that once you realize that you possibly cannot be that for whatever reason, that uh, you start to look at something else in your life. And that's what you did. But I know you were looking at all these craft things. Why crocheting? Why is crocheting the one that you felt most passionate about?
1: I guess that was a kind of an accident, I guess, because crocheting is like one among the others that I did with my grandma and my mom. And it's always was something in my mind that everybody does, that everybody knows that everybody does it at home with their grannies. And uh, suddenly when I became a mom, that was a tool for me as a mom and an architect to uh, redesign the room for my kids. So I uh, started crocheting poofs and carpets uh, with the aid of cotton wools. And that was so creative. So somehow I felt that even though I'm not working, in a way, I am a designer. I'm interior designing and I was like giving away all the passion to my job without working. And that's why that became such a tool because all my friends when came to visit me, they saw the things I did and they, became clients and they started telling others. And somehow it happened, it just happened. I also painted, I also sculpted, but those were not those useful things that you buy when you're a homestead mom. Yeah, that was the choice by the market, not by me.
0: (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so it's more like you were doing something and you felt resonance in, in the questions people are asking, like, how do you do that? Can I learn that from you? So in the beginning, you obviously started offline. Can you describe a little bit your offline business or how it was before you went online?
1: Actually it also happened by accident because I started inviting my friends uh, that spent the whole day in front of their computer working as an architect or interior designers just to come up and chat and I was like eager to talk to people about something else than gluten-free dinners for kids. So we were having some kind of energy exchange. So they were getting this crochet lessons outside of the computer, offline, slow life, fancy things that are in fashion now. And I was getting this unity, this sense that I'm again with the people not at home and you know, washing dishes all the time. And suddenly after, I don't know, one year or one and a half, I wake up at this position where... My husband, getting back from work, was shushing in the other room with kids and me with the wine and with the crochet stuff with the friends and the friends of their friends and friends of their friends whom I didn't know at my home. And one day he, he actually set up my business. He said, OK, you have to take it outside the house. To some cafes or restaurants, wherever, but not in the house. So actually, he started the business. So I set up a simple web page. I guess that was a Facebook business page just to set up meetings. And that's how it started. And there were so many people coming and coming and coming that suddenly I realized that I have to charge for that because all I did was giving kids to my husband, getting out of house, getting coffee, uh, cakes and crocheting, and, you know, getting nothing out of it. And that was the moment I realized it could become a business and suddenly realized that not everybody can crush it. They want to learn that. Yeah, that's a skill.
0: Wow. So you started to do like meetups. So would you then do your workshops? So what happened next? Okay, this was kind of an organic. And I love that you described that process because I think a lot of business owners, especially in the crafts and arts, go through a similar path until you realize you start to charge for it but then when you started to charge did you then have evening workshops or weekend workshops or how did you move on and how did you advertise the workshop was it still all organic or did you start to run Facebook ads Uh, yeah those were the times
1: that it happened totally organic so Facebook was totally different then So it turned out that I didn't charge. But one day, yeah, I I realized that people bring me chocolate, coffee. They want to pay somehow, but I don't have the price. I started experimenting with the price, so it was really low price. And then when I just couldn't keep up, there were so many people coming and wanting me on the weekend in different cities, not only in Poznan. I realized, yeah, I have to charge higher so that I could have some free time. And that was actually the moment that I had to make a decision whether I go back to architecture that pays the bills or I can like play business, mom, crocheting. And that was the moment I charged more and there were not so many people coming, but actually that was the moment I started experimenting, getting know how to maybe make it more professional, what I'm lacking because I knew that popularity is the basics, but I didn't know how to get it. And that was the moment I started looking for somebody who could
0: teach me. And then you took it online. And I remember when we uh, met each other first and you were like, can I take this business online? And I gave you some ideas. So you were able to take it online. And I think there's a lot of people who think like, no, 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 no. If we have to sit in front of the sewing machine or have the things in our hands, the crushes in our hands, you can't take that online. Please describe how you have been able to take cross setting business online?
1: Yeah the, the first idea about taking it online was uh, yeah I will create a course for all those people who want to come to join my workshops but they cannot come because it's too far the date is wrong and yeah that was the aim of the course actually but then I realized that the people who bought the course there was this first launch. there were people who actually joined my uh, offline workshops so there is like this need for having some more, for having it stored in one place, for having it ordered. And I was shocked because you know, you, you get to the YouTube and you see tutorials to everything. And I said, Yeah, they want to buy it. So then I realized that that's the process, and I take people from point A to B. Plus, I give them this wholehearted energy and the sense of community. Uh, magic happens in the groups uh, for a Crochet online course. There were some, even some women who shared their stories about her cancer and things like yeah i still have ghost plans when i think about it so that was this strong sense of community because people not only joined those videos but also did something with their hands and they could like boast about the success so that was like uh, this proof of their success because when you have this uh, coaching uh, journey you have it like somehow in your mind And when you finished our course, you suddenly have this uh, handmade stuff in your hands. So it was like the proof that you can make it. And there was, again, this this proof that, yeah, if you can do that, why can't you do this and that and that? And there were another level. So now I have people who started the course with me, and they're so independent that they actually sell their things. And they are way further in their skills than I am. So that's the best reward for the course.
0: That is the best reward. When we see someone being successful and even more successful than ourselves, wow. That is really a sign of you being a good teacher and coach. So how do you teach it? You say, yes, you've built a community and I totally get that. It becomes more like a sisterhood and it's the crocheting is just a means to get people together, but you build something much bigger that helps women have self-confidence and create something with their hands and maybe being even more happier in their lives is it an online course they're buying or are they buying a membership site or how do you have your product set up currently
1: so for now it all started with one course but by doing that i made the best proof that you can do business with things like that and yeah i have to admit that the price is really low so i have to have a lot of courses just to you know pay the bills and that was one moment that i realized that those who did the course they are not actually um my next step clients. So in a way, I don't have nothing more for them. They are finished. And that was the moment when I actually continued my offline workshops. And people who joined, they were mainly women, but they were mainly craftsmen. They were coming to crochet workshops, but they were sewing, they were doing things with felt, with painting, with sculpting, all the other craftsmen, like branches, so to say. There was this one moment when Actually, we had this on our coaching and I was thinking about masterminding with them. And during one of those masterminds, we said, okay, so if we had crochet course, why don't we have macrame course and other courses? And that was like this moment, okay, so I don't have to do all those courses and become, you know, the person who knows all the branches of handmade craft. Yeah, I can have a team and we can do it together. And that was this idea of creating a team so that we could have many online courses for other branches of Handmade. But another step in this journey would be uh, to take those artists one step further in being entrepreneur. Because many of them, they just do it as a hobby, as a side thing, apart from their day job. They're like, yeah, it won't pay the bills. And... In a way, that was the moment I realized, yeah, when we do this together, we not only build a great community, a great team that we could support each other in this mastermind kind of way, but also we can become successful entrepreneurs. And suddenly all the commercials are easier, all the promotion is easy. So we're in a way not competing, but we're creating something altogether. And now, like, I'm in the process of um, experimenting with this thing, but I already see that altogether we became some kind of, um, maybe not coaches, but people who could teach how to do business, but, like, business uh, with craftsmen, with handmade stuff, because it's not only creating things that you could sell, as I thought at the beginning, that I would buy them to decorate houses as an architect, there are so many ways, not only online, it could be teaching, it could be creating uh, craft, it could be teaching how to create that and exchanging knowledge. So suddenly all those possibilities opened and it also changed my business.
0: Mm. So basically you have created, uh, if I compare it to, you know, there's this website, lynda.com, where you come and you can learn all about like technical, digital, online courses, you do not get a community or coaching, but you get like insights into Photoshop and Lightroom and all those things. So basically it sounds like what you have created is a platform where I can choose from a lot of different courses. And as we know in your business and also in the region you are in the world, the prices are not going to be high for those courses. And generally, uh, you know, if I want to learn crocheting, I'm going to pay something for it, of course, but it's not going to be same as a business education. So you need a lot of traffic, but you get that traffic because you have so many other options and not just crocheting. I think that is the pivoting point that you've had in your business that, hey, I can have other courses and I can work with these people, but you are the leader because you have already gone the way. You are two, three steps ahead of them and they do not have the same knowledge as you. And then you can take this to the next step and help them sell this, whether it's an e-commerce site or offline or teach other courses. So I, it's been truly really wonderful to see that change. Do so you feel like, you know, there's almost like there's a tipping point every six months in your journey?
1: Yeah, it is. And suddenly I feel this responsibility because at the beginning, that was only about me. And now it's about the team. And somehow I feel it's way easier because we created Makrami course in actually in Somba summer, summer school. It was six weeks and it's a great success. But on the other hand, I see that there's no such things as, you know, you get tired and you put it up on the shelf on a half year. No chance. Now you've got the space that you have to keep up with. Yes, there are so many downsides, but there are so many upsides that it keeps you going. Now when it started, I feel that's like the journey of my life and I won't stop. (laughs) So it's like being on a mission now.
0: Yeah, it must be connected to your why, you know? Why are you doing all of this?
1: Yeah, I feel that I am a role model to my kids now. I grew up in a house where both my mom and my dad were solopreneurs, and I saw the ups and the downs and the downfalls, like financial downfalls that were really down. But I also see the upping of their egos and growing as people. And when I was an architect, I was really satisfied with, you know, for a woman uh, saying to a man, yeah, you have to do that because I know the better. That was the best reward ever. Plus the financial benefits were great. But there was this moment when I became mom. I said, okay, I don't grow as a person at all. And suddenly money were not the tool to things that I want to do or show or teach to my kids. And now, even though at the beginning, and even now, financially, it's not the best time ever, I somehow feel that, yeah, the money will come. And if don't, I'm so happy. And I see that I make such a statement by what I do. That is not important. Suddenly I could afford for things like charity or doing some really big designs because you know crocheting and all the craftsmen, yeah that's a tool for meeting people, kids, people who are handicapped and there are many platforms to work with those people these are not really advanced tools. And suddenly I do things that I wouldn't even imagine doing by being an architect. Even when I was an architect, and that's a funny thing, uh, when I knew that I'm good, I was really a good professional. Nobody invited me to some conferences to talk about women's entrepreneurship and setting up role models. And now when I'm a lady who crochets and people know me online as the one architect that crochets and loves that, yeah, I'm invited to some big events where I speak and inspire women to being entrepreneurial. About taking their, their dreams in their hands and grabbing it at, and having guts to do something about it, that I feel that that's the right path. So that's like the strong why that I feel that it will be enough for all the downsides of this business.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that you are also not sugarcoating it. You're not saying all is good and this is dance on roses. You are speaking to the truth that entrepreneurship is a roller coaster, right? I say always, it's the biggest personal development journey you go on and it takes time to figure everything out. Business, building a business takes time and you'll figure it out. Your motivation is so strong and I I can see it. We see you on the video. You are so happy. You are in such a happy place. You know you are changing lives.
1: Yeah, and I I feel the support. Uh, Even when I was an architect and earned a lot, my husband was always a support, but now when I have this time that, for example, today, yeah, he took kids uh, ice creams because he knew that it's important for me. And I feel his support, even though that sometimes he laughs about me, yeah, you needed this studying abroad and Berlin uh, stuff just to be a lady who it. But I feel that he's proud and my kids are proud. And when I talk about it, I feel so very proud. So It gave me this chance to uh, meet uh, professional life with private life, and it somehow overlaps in a way that I wanted it to be. Not like, you know, having this day job, and then you're off, and you're at home, and you're a different person. Somehow, even the times where, uh, yeah, everybody relaxes during Christmas, and I'm just thinking about the next (laughs) launch because, uh, yeah. That's okay with them because they feel it's important and I feel really happy about it. Yeah, So it gave a lot of energy to family as well.
0: Yeah, we can feel your energy and you describe in your family, we can feel their energy too. So it, it's been really wonderful to watch your journey, Agneska. It's uh, having the courage to take something online where most people say that doesn't work and then figuring out a completely new business model that wasn't even in your mind before and you just organically have figured this out. And your next stage will be to, uh, you know, make this super successful also financially. But it's just every step of the way. And I know you'll get there because you are already a role model inside the Samba community and a true role model for the women that you're impacting through your business. So- wow,
1: <laughs> thank you. That, that's really a lot hearing that from you. So that, that really, thank you. <laughs>
0: Well, I thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story, Agnieszka. I know this interview will also inspire a lot of women who possibly do not yet believe in themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I even prepared this text. Uh, if you create handmade design and put it into drawer, stop dreaming and start acting. So I dare you to follow the lead. And if I could do it, then you can do it. Yeah, I'm not really professional about craftsmanship and I did it right? So you can do it. So if you're there listening to that, yeah, you have to take it, grab it and own it. And you have to make business with your passion.
0: Want to build your dream business? I've created a brand new eight-part video series for you where you get instant access to all videos. Go to sir.com.au. Force less 234 to sign up for the video series, and there you also find links to Agneska and her programs. Thank you for listening to the Signal Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.